The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi, welcome back to the Mighty Whites podcast. This one's episode 30. So we're finally at numbers where they're significantly older than we are. Joined by KC. Good morning. Uh, uh, I'll say right at the start, if there's a weird bit of hiss or anything at any point, it's because KC has left his microphone at his missus' house. You're supposed to be trying to be a teacher and you can't even bring the right kit. I know, right? By the time I went to work, I had my PE shorts on. Ridiculous. Yeah, but that was about 5.30 and you weren't supposed to be there. I should have had a bottle of Scrumpy Jack in my hand either. Yeah, very true. Uh, we will we'll come on to the main news after we've done some of the things that came before, and everyone knows what that is. Uh, but we'll go through some of the upkeep. Uh, first of all, the Leeds have had three of the month awards this month. First one, uh, Pablo Hernandez won PFA Fans Player of the Month. Not that it really counts, because any Leeds player is always going to win a fan-voted one. Yeah, we do. Ten- it just tends to be one of those, um, all right, guys, you know what to do. Make this happen. Yeah. I'd say it's not deserved, though. Oh, no, he's been brilliant. Uh, and then Bielsa and Roof won Manager of the Month and Player of the Month, respectively. Uh, brilliant for uh, Roof, especially, who, you know, when you sign a £7 million striker, you don't entirely expect him to be featuring too heavily in the month he's had. It's been fantastic. Yeah, he's been brilliant. I mean, Bielsa, I think, was always going to win it. We're top of league. He's made such an impact. I thought that was nailed on. The thing with Roof is that I think Roof does deserve it, but there's an arg- there's arguments that he hasn't even been his best player. Because I-, I think that, that you could go between sort of him, Hernandez and Click, and you yeah. could go back and forth. I think Roof probably does just edge it, but the fact that we've had three players be that good this month says a lot about the start we've had. Yeah, and I, and I don't think, you know, I don't think Saiz is too far off that list either. Um, Calvin Phillips, you know, I think just picking a Leeds player of the month would be fairly difficult task with uh, with the performances we've been putting in yeah it's been a it's been great we'll see if we can keep it up with the next game with everything that's happened uh, first bit the one bit of weird news was uh, Andrea Radrizani presented the Pope with a leech <laughs> yeah it's a really interesting image I'm sure at this time that's what the Pope was hoping for anything to distract from a sex scandal eh <laughs> yeah it's such, such an odd image I don't know uh, I'm guessing the Pope was they going well I suppose this is something I don't have yeah but you know it's bad enough that we get the Savile chance can we not have the Pope as well <laughs> oh dear yeah it seems well timed for, for that to happen now yeah it's a bit awkward and speaking of the kids the under 18s won 5-1 <laughs> <laughs> they beat Watford 5-1 uh, two for Henry Wender, two for Noan Kenny and one for Niall Huggins who it's good to see getting goals because he had a quite bad injury, didn't he, last season? Oh, I can't remember. Ah. I only know one of the names. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of an odd one. Um, but yeah, good to, good to see us getting off to another decent start to the season, getting a few goals early on. Um, obviously, we have you know had a good season last year and then a few of those players have moved up to the, to the 23s now. So we, it's a good opportunity for a few players to step up. Yeah, and the I finally got to watch an under-23s game properly. I only I didn't get to see all of the second half because Leeds United's app is terrible. 
that I did get to see all at first half because we actually put that on Twitter. But as under 23s beat Bristol City 5-0, did you actually get to watch this? Or did you see, at least see the highlights of it? I've, I've seen the highlights of it. We, I, I saw the team that they announced and they say when you've got four players who are in and around the first team in there who between them probably need the game time as well. Um, you, know, you could tell because that's not something that we really did last season. We never really saw too many players that weren't involved that much moving into the 23s. No, we uh, we, sp- we spoke about that a bit, particularly with Grot, didn't we? Just saying, why didn't he drop down there to get some game time? Yeah, so it's quite nice for, for a couple of players to get some game time. Bamford getting a goal. And breaking his knee. <laughs> yes, yes, he, he, is, he is broke. Yeah, we'll come on to the injuries. The, the game itself, we, I was so impressed with how they played. If it had been six at half-time, it wouldn't have flattered them. Mm. Uh, I mean, Bamford's first goal, Clark and Stevens, we both played really well with a 1-2 down right. Clark's pullback and Bamford far post. Then Clark got the assist on Callum Nysel's goal from 20 yards as well. Uh, you'll hear me say Clark a lot because he was absolutely brilliant in this game. Honestly, though, the amount of times that we mentioned him last season... Um you know, for his performances. He's been playing very well for a while now. Um, you, you know, I think for him it's maybe it's had unfortunate that we do now have a couple of options on the wing. Because um, he, he's been getting quite a few goals from cutting inside and curling them in with his right foot. But he's definitely someone we should probably be taking a look at as the season goes on, you know, get him on the bench a few times and, and give him... 15-20 minutes when we can yeah well I mean obviously the game before this actually I forgot to mention we beat Cardiff 2-1 away and Jack Clark got both of those a free kick and a penalty but the third goal from this was the uh, the pick of the goals for me uh, Jack Harrison's cross from left and first time volley from Clark into the top right hand corner it was an unbelievable oh, finish beautiful volley just a little bit of outside curling away from the keeper right in the top corner yeah he uh We've, we will come on to it more, obviously, when we talk about the injuries, but I think I'd be very surprised if he isn't in the squad on Saturday. Put it away. Yeah, with the, with, with the news that will be pending. Mm. Uh, fourth goal, uh, John Stevens, uh, Harrison into Edmonton, little first-time layoff into Stevens, good finish across keeper. Uh, Stevens had a, a, another really good game. He's starting to pick up a bit from what I saw last season to this season. I think he looks a lot better this season. And then for the fifth goal, just after Edmonton hit post, uh, Dolby kept it alive. He found Robbie Gotts on edge at box, who I had in my head and when I'd seen him before was a right back. And he played as sort of a left wing back and like really attacked in this game. And he, he was really impressive. And he scored a curler from about 20 yards, bottom right hand corner. Absolutely everyone played brilliant, but uh, there was a few. Um, is it Oliver Casey, the centre back? I hadn't, uh, yeah. I hadn't really seen him before, and he, I was p- quite impressed with him as well. Mm. And Hugo Diaz looked to get a bit of a, his confidence back. And uh, Callum Nysel, Nysel, we sort of, have we settled on that one yet? I still say, I still say Nysel, but I don't actually know. Um, clearly doing a good job because it earned him. He signed a new contract. Yeah, he has signed a new deal. Uh, I'm very pleased to see it. Was it two years that he got? Uh, yes, I think so. It was two years. Yeah, I was. Uh, he looked really tidy on ball, passing. Obviously, a good strike on goal, but it was more his his play in general that I was impressed with. But that obviously, it was a great win. They played really well and gives 
be also some things to think about. But the main news out of it is Patrick Bamford, a PCL injury in his knee, out for four months. There's been some uh, consternation on Twitter about whether he should have played or not. Which side do you come down on with that? I, he needs the game time. You know, as far as as far as I'm concerned, he's he's come in, he's made a couple of sub appearances and two starts in the League Cup. Um, you've got an international break of a couple of weeks, so he probably does need to be playing. You know, those like I said, those four players who came in are, are not players who played that much football this season. You know, Harrison's started a couple of games and made some a couple of sub appearances. Blackman's only played in the League Cup. Baker, same sort of thing, has started the League Cup games and made a couple of sub appearances. They do they do need to be playing, you know, plenty of uh, plenty of football to make sure they are up to match speed. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, but it, you know, if Bamford gets injured in the first minute of a league game it, it's the same story so I don't really see how much of a difference it makes Yeah I'm with you on that, the fact that it was done with no contact, he just jumped and it went that could have happened just as easily in a training session or a league game or anything so it is just really unfortunate it's very Leeds for it to happen in an under 23 game but um, it, It's unfortunate and as we'll come on to Shortly, um, it's going to be interesting to see our striking options at Millwall. Yeah, well, we uh, you know it, we all saw it as a massive blow, but at least we thought, well, Kemaru's in best form he's been in as a Leeds United player. He's just one player at month, so we know that provided he stays fit, everything's okay. And then Bielsa had a press conference this morning, and Kemaru is out. It didn't say for how long, and it didn't sound like it's for a long time. But, did he say that he'd taken a kick? Yeah, he said he'd taken a kick that'll keep him out. So hopefully it's not a kick and, like, you know, Tyler Roberts has cracked a bone in his shin or something. He's out for ages. Yeah. Because all of a sudden now our uh, striking options are rather limited. Yeah. Uh, Bielsa seemed to hint that it's going to... Well, not even hint. He outright said our first option is Tyler Roberts. Yeah, that'll be... Um, That'll be interesting to see how, how that goes. He's he's not looked great in the couple of performances he's made so far this season, but um, in those games he's typically played on the wing as well, I think, in the League Cup, if I remember rightly. Yeah, he didn't impress me much in the League Cup games, but he does apparently prefer playing through the centre. So this will be a good chance yeah. to see it. But that we will need someone to come in on the wing as well. Well, not so much come in because he missed the last game as well, but Pablo Hernandez is going to be out for about three weeks, they said. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate because I think we were expecting Hernandez to be to be back by the end of the international break. Well, apparently he did come back and he was back and then he's done it again. Oh. He said he doesn't know if it's the same injury, but it's the same muscle. So I, th- I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that it's the same injury and he tried to come back too quick. Yeah, um, that's unfortunate because I think that was probably one of the things we were missing against Middlesbrough was having Pablo who can just play that that perfect pass to you know open up a defense um you know i think you guys said i didn't didn't get to see it but you know harrison had a, a decent game but it's at this level especially it's tough to replace someone like Hernandez. yeah i would think that it'll be harrison that 
stays in the side for him because he did do pretty well against Middlesbrough. He wasn't amazing, but he did pretty well. Uh, with how good he was in the under-23s, there is an argument for Clark. But if I was going to throw him in, Millwall away wouldn't be the time. Yeah, and I think Clark is probably is probably going to be better out on the left-hand side um, than on the right. And, you know, you'd assume Alioski's going to stay out on the left wing. Yeah, you would think that with the way he's been playing that that'd be true, but he played on the right in that under-23s game and he was brilliant, so... Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then, finally, Berardi's out. This is the least concerning of the three for me. As much as we'll miss him, because he has been really good, Janssen comes in at centre-back, you would think, and as good as Berardi's been, I still think Janssen is better at centre-back. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good chance for Pontus to get a couple of games under his belt now and uh, get a bit of a run in the team, as I think he's been I think he's been unfortunate after after coming back in the World Cup and missing a lot of the pre-season to not be playing. We all know how good he is, especially in the championship. Um, considering he's not been playing, he was, you know, captaining, uh, captaining Sweden this week. So, you know, he's he's a quality player, and I think he he's been unfortunate by how well Berardi's been playing. Yeah, that's it. There's, there hasn't been that much news with us not having with us having an international break and stuff. So, uh, but so you would think then for the next game. I mean, we'll come on to the actual Millwall game more later on. But we're thinking Peacock, Farrell in goal, Ailing, Janssen, Cooper, Douglas, Phillips holding, midfield four, Harrison, Click, Saez, Alioski and Rob, and then Roberts up front. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, you'd think it'd be that. Uh, you mentioned Janssen, captain in Sweden. We have had a few We have had a few players off for the internationals, uh, some of which was easier to find information on than others. Uh, like the... The first one on this list is one that I, I don't even know who he is, really. Bryce Jones got called up by Wales under-16s. I just saw it on Twitter, so I'd mention it, but I don't know anything about him. Oh, Jones is. I know, right? Call myself a Leeds fan. You don't keep up with Welsh under-16 football? No, maybe I'll ask for Pope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's been a few. Uh, uh, Northern Ireland's under-19s, Alpha McCalmont played. They, they lost 2-0 to Slovakia and then 1-4-1. I couldn't find a team sheet, but going by McCalmont's Twitter, he only played in the one where they lost. Not, not, not to say that it's his fault they lost. No, because you can never, ever use that logic, except for later on in this list where I'm going to use that logic, because it benefits us then. Uh, the seniors were the more interesting one. Uh, Peacock Farrell's first competitive game, which they lost 2-1 the Bosnia. I haven't actually seen the goals from this. From what I've heard, the second goal was a poor header back to him and kind of a miscommunication and it was sort of 50% his fault and 50% Craig Cathcart's fault. Uh, I'm willing to entirely blame it on Craig Cathcart. Yeah, that's fair. Former scummer. Yeah. Uh, Dallas started in that one and then they had a friendly win, 3-0 win over Israel. Uh, no no pick-up foul in this one, but Dallas scored the second volley at back post. Decent finish. Yeah, nice to see him nice getting on the score sheet and... I think I've said before I, I, I like Stuart Dallas it'd be nice to see him get a few games under his belt yeah. this season I think he's probably the other option you could see coming in against uh, against Millwall ahead of maybe Harrison yeah I, I, I say I think Harrison will get it but it is good that I could actually turn it into a politics joke and say Dallas did something good against Israel I guess that could give him some momentum but uh that's such a weird pun to make. Um, yeah, uh, the then down 
to the south of Ireland, Republic of Ireland's under 21s. Uh, they drew one all with Kosovo and lost 6 0 to Germany. But you know, it's Germany. Uh, Connor, yep. Shot- Connor Shotnessy played 90 minutes in both of them. So it's. I aren't really bothered about that. It's just good that he's got some football under his belt because he needs it. Yeah. Do we know? I was going to say, do we know whereabouts he played in those games? Uh, he on the on the Irish FA website. He was listed at centre back for both. Okay. So I'm assuming he did, and he wore. I think he wore number five shirt as well. So he almost certainly was. Uh, uh, Kun played for Bulgaria under 19 level, and I cannot find any details of anything that happened. <laughs> So let's just assume he played really well. Yeah, I'm going to say he's got a hat trick in every game. That works for me. Yeah, uh, the under 20s, uh, Will Huffer and Tom Pierce got called up. Uh, they played two games. Huffer didn't play in either. Pierce only played in the second one, which was a 3 1 defeat by Netherlands, uh, where he played alongside Ronaldo Vieira. Who got booked about five minutes into his debut. Yeah, I heard about that when he came on, immediately kicked someone. He's still there. Gone Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, next one on the list is Janssen. Uh, they lost both games, 2-0 to Austria and 3-0 to Turkey. Uh, he captained against Austria and they lost 3-2 to Turkey from 2-0 up. Uh, and Janssen came out in the Swedish press blaming himself for the third goal, which I have seen. It wasn't amazing marking, but it wasn't like a clanger or anything. Yeah. Uh, but he played 90 minutes in both games because Granqvist was ill. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it seemed that he was gonna he was gonna capture one game. Um, again, good that he's getting the game time in. Hopefully, you know means he'll be a bit fresher coming into the Millwall game. Yeah, um, Tyler Roberts made his Wales debut, and he played in both games. Actually, both off the bench. Uh, last fifteen of their four-one destruction at Republic of Ireland uh, replaced Gareth Bale, and he played last twenty away at Denmark, uh, but. Which they lost 2-0, but Denmark did actually have the players back. Oh, uh, yes, I have been reading about this. So they were, they had been looking to draft in some... At one point they were looking at futsal players. Yeah, well, like they, the... their first friendly, the game before that, they I think it was either Slovenia or Slovakia, and off the top of my head I can't remember, I'm going to say Slovakia. They got beat 3-0, and it was fourth division players and futsal players and one YouTuber and stuff like that. They, you know, some image rights stuff that went on strike, but they did they did come back for the Nations League game because they didn't want to they didn't want to make them lose an actual competitive fixture. Yeah, I think they'd probably made their point enough with the friendly. To be honest, uh, I, I do kind of have an image in my head of um, it being like Mike Bassett with beds and then hedges are coming on. <laughs> well, <laughs> they believe that if they're old enough, they're good enough. Yeah, uh, that must have been that must have been very odd for those guys getting that phone call. Yeah, well, it, it's going to be weird for ones who are, like, from families that are in unions and stuff. Because they'll be like, well, it's kind of like crossing a picket. But I play in the fourth division, and this is a chance to play for my country and tell my grandkids that I'm capped by Denmark, so I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I, it's tough to blame them once you get to that point. Especially if you, like you say, if you're a football player or a YouTuber, then I'm saying no to that. Oh, yeah, you've got to go, haven't you? I mean, I, I'd love it to happen where... England had a friendly and they just went, oh, every single footballer is refusing to play over image rights. Do you fancy it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll be dreadful, but sure. Who are those two fat lads from the Mighty Whites podcast? <laughs> get them. Yeah. Oh, come on, you must be able to get someone better than us. No, it's you or nobody. 
let's uh, let's go to Ellen Road. Let's look at those people who take the penalties at half time and pick those lads. Ah, I think that they'd be better than us, to be honest. At least some of them. I've seen some of them take penalties at half. I don't know what. I don't know how the club have the ability to pick out people. These things who half the time you look like look like they've never walked on grass before, let alone kicked a ball. So it's impressive. Yeah. I suppose the making them spin around doesn't help. True. Although I think they've scrapped that now, haven't they? I don't know. Yeah, I think they I, I think they have last few games I've been to with my dad, so he wanted to go out for a smoke at half time, so I haven't actually seen it, but I think they've scrapped the dizzy part. I see for us for us now here in Portland we've got um basically a game where you have to hit the ball over a certain distance to win vouchers for petrol. Wow, the uh, the Trump government's really kicked in. <laughs> petrol. Um, yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting to see um, one of the big uh, petrol companies just put a few things down and somehow pick out again all these people who look like they've never kicked a ball in their life. And then they seem to walk away with about $20 worth of petrol. Yeah, which, of course, in this country is £75 worth of petrol. You're probably not far off. It is dirt cheap here. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had two more off in international break. Uh, Alioski uh, got two goals in two, both in 2 nil wins. Gibraltar and Armenia played 90 minutes both games. Uh, the Armenia one's a better result because they have at least got some decent players. Yeah, his, uh, I, I don't know which team it was against, but his penalty was absolute beauty right in the top corner. Yeah, it was a really good penalty with that. He's, uh, every time I've seen him tech one, he's looked pretty good. Because mm. he scored a couple in shootouts for us, hasn't he, as well? Yeah, he's uh, he looked confident taking that. And then the, uh, the main event of the internationals, hashtag click news, yes. uh, played his first game for four years, 56 minutes in a 1-1 draw with Italy. Uh, and then came off the bench to play the last half hour in a 1-1 draw against Ireland. But you know that logic I said you should never use? Yeah. Well, they were 1-0 up against Italy when he went off, and they were 1-0 down against Ireland when he came on. So it was 2-0 with Click and 2-0 loss without him. But uh, have you seen Click's goal from the Ireland game? Yeah, it's a nice move. Really well taken finish. Well, uh, really nice little one-two on the edge of the box, and good to see him making that that run in uh, and a good finish as the keeper's coming out. Yeah, it's the sort of thing he's been doing well for us, driving the team forward and getting involved. It's hard to believe that uh, he's a player who one Christensen just bombed out, but two when he did play him refused to let him go beyond the halfway line. Yeah, he doesn't. From what you see, like he he's a willing runner and you know he puts a shift in but from what you've seen he's not someone you'd consider a, a defensive midfielder no he doesn't strike you as it does he no but there you go yeah. well we thought that it'd be short with news and it is uh, that's all of it so we've shamelessly nicked some off Twitter originally KC was planning to do something based on the what was it the strikers we've had in the Premier League yeah but basically, we forgot to plug that enough on Twitter, and we realised how short the podcast was going to be. I'll take I'll take the bullet for this one. I forgot to plug this. Yeah. So that is that is something we will do for an upcoming episode. Yeah. Because basically, just want to spend twenty minutes talking about Michael Bridges. Yeah. Well, you should. You'll probably get a chance during this, I would think. Uh, so we've we've shamelessly stolen an idea that's on Twitter, basically. Uh, 
there was a tweet going round, and it was uh, the, your twenty-three man World Cup style squad from the time you've been watching your team. And I thought, ah, oh, well, and I, I literally screenshotted it and sent it to KC saying, "Shall we just steal this?" And so that's what we're going to do, basically. Uh, as always, it's World Cup style, so you have to have three goalkeepers. And every player is their ability while they were at Leeds. So, like, if KC said Danny Rose, because he's turned into a really good left back. That was that was the example I was thinking of when I was considering this. Like, I never really played a game for us. Very good left back, though. Yeah. So we ended up nicking that, because we've also only got two games to preview with uh, Millwall and Preston. And rather than put out a you know, 25 minute long podcast. We thought we'd do this to pad it out. Mine's a, it's an interesting looking team I've got here. I may make one change as we go through. All right, well, uh, obviously, have you checked that it's actually 23 that you've got? 2, 5, 6, 8, 12, 20, 23. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, because uh, I will also have to do that just in case. But... <laughs> Uh, well, we'll start off with keepers. I'll let you go first, Casey. Um, probably one of the easier positions to pick, to be honest. Is, I think in our time, you know, we started going pretty much the same time. Yeah, I think you've got you've got about four months on me, aren't you? Because that Man United game was like early September, and my first one was December of that year. Yeah. So you've got a, a, you've got three months on me. So for my uh, three goalkeepers, uh, I'm going to go in ascending order so third choice I'm going to go Casper Schmeichel second choice Paul Robinson and number one Nigel Martin well you're not going to hear any arguments from me have you got the same three I've got the exact same three uh, by the way I know that you said that you had a standby list earlier uh, are we saying five men on the standby list yeah we can do that yeah uh, if, if there's a standby list did you have a goalkeeper on there I did not have a goalkeeper. Ah, right. Well, I'll make sure my goalkeeper that I had on my standby list for the fourth choice was Neil Sullivan. Ooh, that's a good shout. I, I think that, you know, outside of those three, maybe got Neil Sullivan and Harry Kenny. Probably the best ones after that. For that last six months, he had, I'd say Rob Green probably. Yeah, he was only here for it. He was only here for a season though, so it's kind of yeah, it was tough in that front, but. You know, outside of that, there's there's not really many others that are obviously, you know, on the level of Nigel Martin. There's no oh, one. If you'd have said anything other than Martin as your first choice keeper, I would have, I'd have had to hang up the call. Not Marcus, uh, not Marcus Silvestri. No, not Viedval. Uh, no. No, but uh, I've got the exact same three. I'd be surprised. Uh, that, you'll never get any argument of the first two from anyone if you said, you know, you can only go from 1996. Yeah, um, and to be honest, even if you kind of included our whole time in the Premier League, I don't know if John Lukic would make it into those three. I think some people might have Lukic ahead of Schmeichel, because Schmeichel wasn't as good at Leeds as he is now. Yeah, um, I just, I have some, you know, I spent a lot of time as a kid watching the scene review videos and things like that, I just, just have some bad memories of, of John Lukic. Yeah. Uh, I have separated my full-backs and centre-backs. I don't know if you have. Yes, I've separated the position here. All right, cool. Well, uh, we'll go with the centre-backs then next. Um, 
So one of them I was still deliberating on up until this morning, and I, I really struggled to think of someone in terms of the impact they had while they were at Leeds. So my four central defenders are, again, I'm going to kind of go in ascending order. So Patrick Kisnorbo, Robert Molinar, Lucas Radaby, and Jonathan Woodgate. I've got two of them. I'm, I'm guessing Woodgate and Radaby. Yeah, those are the two I've got. Uh, for what it's worth, actually, my uh, when I was just noting down players, I maybe noted down like 40, 45. Kisnorbo was in there. Uh, mm. And... Molinar didn't even make that list, to be honest. Even though Molinar was probably every bit as good as Kisnobo. It's just Kisnobo stood out at a lower level. Uh, Woodgate and Radami, I'm with you on. The other two I've got are Don Matteo. And as much as I don't like where he went, Rio Ferdinand. Uh, see, I see. I couldn't bring myself to put him on the list. Um, yeah, it's, it makes sense. For me, Robert Molinar was, um, I think, such a big part as for me as an early league fan of just this big unit who uh, George Graham brought in and just basically between him and Radby fixed everything defensively that was wrong with us from the last couple of years under Wilkinson. Um, you know, got a couple of, of headers, absolutely, you know, and putting some big tackles as well. Um, I, I think we all love Big Bob. Yeah, I, I did really like Molina. And I also had to go with Matteo because I've only got one left back. Uh, fair enough. So I needed a left-sided one who could do a backup job with that because my full-backs are a bit lopsided. Okay. Well, I, did, I, I did get two left-backs. I see. I've, uh, I'll do my full-backs first then. Uh, the one left-back that I have is Ian Hart. Oh, yeah, fairly obviously. Although Hart, ba- Barry Douglas is on the standby list. Yeah, fair enough. And my foot... My, and I've got three right backs because I've got Mills, Kelly, and Luke Ayling. Ooh. I feel bad now because Luke Ayling's not on my list. Mm. Um, so I have Ian Hart as one of my left backs. My other left back is Don Matteo. Oh, right. <laughs> that sort of changes things, doesn't it? <laughs> well, because I think that was originally what he was meant to be, was the yeah. backup. I knew that uh, I knew we'd come out fairly similar on this, obviously, but that's more similar than I expected. And then my two right-backs are Gary Kelly and Sam Byron. Sam Byron. Uh, Byron was on my long short list, but he didn't make the squad or the standby list in the end. He, I mean, it's a shame now that he's back out on loan in the championship because I think both in midfield and at, and at right-back, he, he, looked, he looked quality in this division. Yeah, he's a really good player. Like, he had a really good, he was having a good start at Forest as well and he got injured again, didn't he, straight away? Yeah, that's unfortunate. He, I mean, what he, considering how he came into the team for us, is just someone that no one had heard of. It seemed that Neil Warnock took him just because we needed a right back, and he was pretty much never present that season. Yeah, was it Oxford in League Cup where he scored that chip? Uh, I think so. Uh, I can't remember who we were playing. I think it was a four 0 win, but I remember seeing that goal and thinking, "Oh, hang up, <laughs> he looks a little bit special." This kid. He's got something. Uh, midfielders. Are we going centre midfielders first? Uh, yeah, I've got my central ones and wingers listed separate. So, all right, I'll uh, I'll let you go first this time. Uh, right, my central players that I've got, uh, I've got four. One of whom can actually play on the right and was probably more successful there in a lot of, a lot of time. 
but my four that I've got listed on the centre are Lee Boyer, Ollie Decor, David Batty and Lewis Cook. Because even though he was only young, I think Cook was already that good. Yeah, I, I will say now in that list, I have as my centre midfielders, uh, centre midfielders, David Batty, Olivier Decor, Lewis Cook, and I put Fabian Delph on it as well. Ah, uh, Fabian Delph was on my standby list. Who, again, I, I think probably he just looked phenomenal. But, you know, we only had him the one season. I think he was able to make the step up very quickly. Yeah, I still say, as as well as he's done and he's got that many England caps, and I still think if he wouldn't have had two bad knee injuries, he could have been unreal. It was, it was really odd as well, because when uh, I, was watching the, I was watching the England-Switzerland game and they were talking about Fabian Dell, he's still in his 20s. He's just been around for such a long time now. Yeah. It's just, you know, cause I think he broke in at 17, 18, and... He was just, he, he was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so who have you got out wide? Uh, so my two right uh, right wingers, I have Lee Bowyer and Pablo Hernandez. Right. And as my left wingers, I have Robert Snodgrass and Max Gradle. Right, you see, I had Bowyer listed as one of my central players, but he can play wide. I've got only got three wingers in the squad, Gradle, Snodgrass, Pablo Hernandez. Yeah, we're coming to something of a consensus here, Kiss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously one name who, was yeah, consistently during during our Premier League era who cannot make the list. He he was in my like fifty names, but not under the, his name, just under Australian C. Yeah, outside of that, I was trying to think of a couple of other wingers and. Um, we not really have many wingers with longevity that we really like. Teddy Lewis is probably not far off that list after that. Yeah, there's Lewis. Uh, Eric Backer could play from the right. Uh, Alan, Alan Lennon, I don't think we saw enough of him to include him in this. Yeah, we've got like hard, maybe a third of a season from him before he left. Yeah. David Healy? Well, right um, winger David. Yeah, right winger David Healy. Right winger Robbie Blake, right winger Ian Moore. <laughs> as long as Richard Cresswell gets in that team, we're fine. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm actually going to make a late change because I did have to. I, I was setting up a team for a four-two-three-one. I'm actually going to take one of my attacking midfielders out, so I'm just going to have one, and I'm going to have Johnny House and in my squad as well ah as like a centre mid yeah centre attacking mid you see I don't have any out and out centre attacking mids if I was going to use one you know could use but you could use Hernandez yeah um I will say the player I'm taking out of the team is Samu Saiz ah Saiz again he made the like 50 man list but he didn't make out else with mine as good as he is yeah um, so we're down to the strikers now. Yeah. So how many have you got left? I have three. See, I've got five strikers. <laughs> I've turned into you when you play football manager. Just get all the strikers in. Yeah. I, and there's a couple, and I've got five, and I've got a couple that I feel sad about having to leave out. <laughs> 
But uh, as right. you've got the smaller number, I'll let you go first. All right, so my three, including a late caller, uh, uh, Alan Smith, Mark Viduka, and Michael Bridges. Yeah, they're the, they're the first three on my list, but it wasn't necessarily in order because I would have had to think about it. Because one of them is someone who I fell out with and I've since not worried about so much. My five, I've got, I've got Alan Smith, Mark Viduka, Michael Bridges, Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, and just edging out Becchio, even though... I can't, Becchio's more likeable, but I've gone for Jermaine Beckford. Yeah. Because we saw uh, the absolute best of him. Like, he left us, was slightly, probably wasn't quite as good at Everton and got, like, 10 Premier League goals. Yeah. He did. I think he did better at Everton than any, any of us were expecting. For yeah. And, they, and a lot be- he did a lot better at Everton than he ever gets credit for. Yeah. Because he moved to Leicester, didn't he, for all that money? For wages and... That was when it started going down for him. Yeah. That's when he kept coming back to Ellen Road and just waving at Leeds fans and not really caring about the football when he was, when he was on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I honestly, I just picked a team in the standby list. I didn't, I didn't uh, put together a short list that you did, which probably indicates that you put a lot more thought into this than I did. Uh, it, um, there wasn't that much thought. It was half past one in the morning and I was at work. <laughs> I I was trying desperately to justify having either Becchio or Beckford in that team, but when I only had three, uh, or that, uh, when I first wrote it, two slots in there, I couldn't justify having either either of them in there. Yeah, it's like that I haven't mentioned my standby list had six on. It was Delph. I've got Milner on there, but really that's just sentimental. It was so young at that point. He shouldn't really be on that. Uh, Alfie Harland. Sullivan, Barry Douglas, and Luciano Becchio was my standby list. Alfie Harland's a cracking shout have on that list. Yeah, he'd be someone who I'd really think, because he can, you know, play a couple of positions and do them both really well. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the, the late substitution I made then, since, since, since you've thrown a few names out there, and I, I was tempted to put a couple of them in, but uh, my standby list is Danny Mills, Samu Saiz, Eric Backer, Alex Mowat, and Tony Dorigo. Did you see enough of Dorigo? Uh, I got, um, I basically got a season of Dorigo. Yeah, you see, I, I never really saw enough of him. To, it wasn't even on my 50 because of how little I saw. Because when I first started going, I didn't go every week either. So. Yeah, he, you know, that, that was tail end of the career Dorigo. But um, still, still did a good job. He, and it, I think I think he looks better as well because David Robertson was brought in to replace him. Yeah. Uh, did you have any others that you think got that got close? Because I've got a few on the list. Um, there was a couple, like you say, Alfie Harlan was in there. Um, was under consideration and it could have come in at centre midfield or at centre back. Um, I really, I I did really struggle with the centre backs once I'd taken. Ferdinand out and had Don Matthew in as a left back. I was struggling for another centre back, which is, I think possibly why his novel made the list. Yeah. In my 50 for centre backs, Bartley and Janssen were both there. As mm. was David Weatherall, but he's another one who I didn't see enough of to justify it. Yeah. I, th- I think, for instance, if Connie was here, I reckon he'd have had him. Yeah. Okay, I think most of my viewing of David Weatherall was more through season review videos of his, mm. of his earlier stuff than 
than I actually saw him on the field. Because I mean, for us, if, if we'd have been watching two years before, then you've got kind of Tony Yaboa, you've got the best of Rod Wallace in there. Yeah, I've got Yaboa and Wallace next to each other, both in brackets too early. Yeah, yeah. I think Danny Mills is a tough one not to put in the squad because I love Danny Mills, but I do. I probably maintain at this point that technically Sam Byram is, is a much better footballer than Danny Mills. I see, I love Danny Mills. That's why Mills got the nod for me because he's better defensively. There's a couple of others on the list like, that got close to replacing Milner on the standby list. Oh, obviously Adam Clayton because it's me and I love him. Yeah. Uh, but Stephen McPhail. I quality midfielder. Yeah, young Stephen McPhail was a brilliant player. I had Housen in that list as well. Uh, unlucky to miss out really because Beckford got in there's an you could definitely argue that both Chris Wood and especially Ross McCormack are unlucky not to be in there yeah I mean McCormack did it a few years in a row and in a very poor team as well yeah you know he uh, he had that good partnership with Matt Smith under um, under Brian McDermott that he still got 29 goals um, he still got 29 goals that season despite the fact we nearly went down or we looked like we were going down at one point um, yeah it, it's tough I mean you look at the, the team we had in the Champions League it, it's tough to look much beyond that outside of Darren Huckabee and Michael Dubry yeah I suppose uh, I've just scanned through because I only picked one out and out left back there would also be an argument for Charlie Taylor yeah, Charlie Taylor, who, you know, not in the good books now, but again, as a look good at left back or at left midfield. Um, still remember his goal against Wolves um, at Molyneux. He, he came up with some big goals. Very, again, very technical. Probably technically better than Ian Hart, who... He, well, he was defensively. He wasn't technically better. Ian Hart technically was brilliant. Well, if he could have run, if he could have run, he'd have been at Barcelona. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we'll always have the memories of Ian Hart's various free kicks again. It's so odd that you think of the teams he scored free kicks against because he scored against Man United, scored against Arsenal. He's done it in the Champions League a couple of times. It is ridiculous. He had that run, didn't he? Where there was a point where over two years he was the second best free kick taker in Europe after Giannini Panambacano. Yeah, and obviously he's like a freak of he was like a freak of nature at Leon. He used to score one every week. He was doing it like every week as well as Janino. Yeah, seems to be. A, I think I think the thing I I quite like about my list is the number of academy players that have made it on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, like for me, Alex Mowat just missing out. Um, again, just in that horrendous season with um, Hockaday, Milanich and Redfern. By December, I think we were 19th or 20th. Mm. Oh, it was our second top goal scorer that season with 10. Yeah. And I think he's someone who right now is unfortunate that a championship team hasn't taken a look at him and just thought, let's Build a t- let's build a midfield around yeah. him. I think it'll be good for him though, just dropping down a league. I think he'll come back stronger for it. I I hope so. He he's a very good player. Again, if if he if he had any sort of pace about him, 
he'd be worth another five million. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, do you reckon that's us sufficiently padded out? <laughs> yeah, I think we've done good there. We've, we've at least now got the the episode past the hour mark. Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but then that brings us on to the upcoming games, which on it's another one where on paper these are two very winnable games, but one of them's Millwall, and we all know what happens whenever we play Millwall. Uh, Saturday, three o'clock. I'm hoping to watch this live, but I've got really awful, awful shifts. Like I'm working two a.m. till like midday. Yeah. So I can't promise to be awake, but I'm hoping to be awake. I need to have a look to see if that'll be TV over here. Uh, I haven't checked whether it's on our list, like for finding it on the internet and stuff. I mean, it will be available somewhere because it always is now, but. Yeah, uh, Millwall away, Saturday 3 o'clock, they're 16th with 5 points from 6 games. Uh, their last match before the international break, they lost 2-1 at home to Swansea, having been 1-0 up, and Swansea had 10 men from the 5th minute. They've sold their best midfielder, George Saville, to Middlesbrough, who I did think was a really good player. Uh, and everything I've read about them this season is that they are not as strong as the team that they had last season. Yeah. Um, before, before going through the injury list, You'd have come into this with, um, you'd have had so much confidence with the way we were playing, but having to make and would keep Hernandez out and loss our first and second choice strikers at the moment. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Like you say, uh, it'll be Tyler Roberts up front. That'll be a big challenge for him. I've still still got a backers though. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got a decent keeper, Ben Amos. Uh, Conor McLaughlin's an okay right back. That Jake Cooper at centre back, who's massive, he's about six foot six. He always seems to do well against us. In yeah. midfield, Aidan O'Brien scored winner from last season, if I remember rightly, and he did. He looked okay. Ryan Tunnicliffe's all right. Uh, Sean Williams had decent reviews. I didn't realise they signed Jem Carachan until today. He's still going on about that sock. Yeah, the one thing they have got, in fairness to him, is they've got some decent not brilliant but decent strikers and also Steve Morrison because Morrison did you see that with him in press today I well not today it. it was earlier this week this is the first I'm seeing of this yeah he's going to turn up pull out his Latan Ibrahimovic kit whack that on and take care of it and that's a quote uh, he really hates us doesn't he he really does uh, alongside him they've got Lee Gregory and Tom Elliott and they've signed Tom Bradshaw on from Barnsley on one of those stupid deals with the transfer window shutting signed him on loan until January transfer until it's a permanent transfer yeah <laughs> it'll be apparently a club record fee in January but their club record fee is currently about £800,000 so it might not be that much uh, the one thing is we have got a lot of players missing but if you compare it to the team we had last season away at Millwall You'd even with the injuries, I think you'd take this year's. Last season, we went to Millwall with Viedvald in goal, a back four of Ailing, Shaughnessy, Janssen, and Vernon and Anita. Two centre mids, Phillips and O'Kane. The three behind the strike of Alioski, Size, and Hernandez. And Alioski and Hernandez got hooked at half time because they played that badly. For Roof and Dallas. And Lasaga up front. Wow. You would much rather, even with the injuries, I think, have this year's team than last year's team. 
Yeah. It's it's really funny how the, the the seasons worked out because we're coming into this point of the season with exactly the same amount of points uh, after the same amount of games, um, both times four wins, two draws. We got the same goal difference, um, but the difference is instead of beating Bolton away and draw and Burton and drawing with Preston, we've beaten Stoke and Derby. And draw with Swansea, yeah. Um, so, and, and then, yeah, it's, it's interesting how we're coming to this point and the international break, and we're still playing Millwall. Yeah, it's uh, it is odd for symmetry of it, isn't it? Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna say we win this. I'm gonna say we win this one one nil. I think it's gonna be a tight game. Um, I'm even gonna go as far as to say. Uh, click is going to score. Yeah, obviously that doesn't get you any points if it happens. <laughs> but it could, but it could win me ten pounds. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I was going to say an hour win as well. Two one leads. I'm going to go. I would have said three one if we'd have still had Roof and Hernandez. Yeah. But yeah, two one leads. I'm going to go. And then uh, Tuesday night, we'll only preview these two because hopefully we'll be back. We should be back before then because I can't do the week after because I'm away. So we yeah, should be yeah, able to get yeah. some in after that. Just uh, going on a holiday, and I didn't fancy a one-man podcast. I'd love to hear that. You prattle on for an hour. The amount of times I'd say um to myself would be, <laughs> uh, be disturbing. Yeah, just be uh yeah uh yeah. I like Roof. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good player. <laughs> uh, but yeah, pressing at home Tuesday night. Uh, then nineteenth, also five points from six. Their last match was a 2-2 draw at home to Bolton when they were 2-0 up. Speaking of Bolton, they've managed to avoid administration somehow. What? Yeah, I was reading about that the other day and uh, saying that they it was basically overnight and they could have been in administration by the start of the next day, but I'm assuming that there's been some sort of negotiation take place. Yeah, they managed to get a last-minute deal together. I think it's Blue Marble, the creditor, I think it was called. Yeah, because I wasn't looking good. No, I thought that they were pretty much done, and then they've managed to get some out of it. Uh, this, I mean, we, we lost to a Mint League Cup, Preston, but both teams will be very different lineups, so you can't really read that much into that. Yeah, um, certainly for us, we, we made, what did we make, about seven, eight changes for that game? Yeah, and they, they, did, they had a few young ones in as well, in fairness. Uh, Declan Rudd's a decent keeper. Uh, we've got three decent centre-backs as well. Tom Clark, Paul Huntington, he's, well, he's not that decent. but uh, Ben Davies, they're all all right. Daniel Fisher at right-back's okay. And Andrew Hughes, the left-back. I've heard Peterborough fans last season talking him up a lot. Is he right-footed and playing at left-back? No, he's, he's, he's the poor man's Andy Hughes. He's not the proper Andy Hughes. I was about to ask, is he mental? Yeah. Speaking of mental, their mental midfielder, Ben Pearson, who got sent off at Ellen Road last season, will be suspended having got sent off against Bolton. Oh, there you go. Which does take one of my bets out because I would have been backing him to get the first card or something. Because he is an absolute lunatic. So they've had two players sent off at Ellen Road in the last two seasons. Yeah. Well, uh, season and six games. In centre mid, they've been playing Alan Brown and Paul Gallagher, who appears to be getting deeper and deeper. Cause he's like 34, 35 now. Because he was a striker, wasn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's just dropping off. Uh, they've got a lot of options up top, though, between like attacking mid and wing and up front. Uh, Brandon Barker, who scored their second in League Cup, which was a really good finish. Callum Robinson, Lewis Malt, Josh Hallop, who was that one who was at Man United and scored on his debut and looked like being something. Hit bar against us in like last minute in that 0-0 draw last season. Uh, Tom Barkers and Scott Few and Lucas Nemetra on loan from Man City. So whoever they pick as their attacking options, they have got some decent players. Yeah, I was um, I was impressed with Brandon Barker in that League Cup tie. He he looked uh, uh, for the most part. He listened. Sounded like he had a very good game. Um, and that, that the run he made for their goal, while we I think we spoke about how Shoffman's he should have been there to close him down. He his pace to just break forward was was you know that was very dangerous. Yeah, uh, but we're at home with us proper side out. I, I almost hate always backing us to saying that we're going to win because it makes it hurt even more if we don't. But I'm going to say Leeds win 2-0. Um, I'm going to say 2-1. I'm going to say we win 2 Well, I hope we're right because if we get six points out of them two, then we'll be in really good stead. Uh, would you take four? Uh, yeah, I think if we beat Preston Drew with Millwall, as much as I'd love to beat Millwall, if you, if we took a draw from them, I think we'd kind of be happy. Yeah, I'm saying I think I think if we come out of this with four points, we'll be doing all right. I think there's part of me in my head says, oh well, when we lost at Millwall last season, that's when it all fell apart. But actually, what happened was we lost at Millwall, and then we started playing some decent teams, and well. In most cases, half decent teams in the championship and just lost to them. Yeah, the, there was a lot of that. Uh, one of the things they've seen is I don't think that we'll mentally fall away like we did last season with Bielsa. It, there, there is a risk that we'll physically fall away. Yeah. But I, I don't think mentally we will. Uh, I would, like, obviously, we went through what we think the team will be. But because Roberts is going to be starting up front and Harrison's going to be starting, that really does make me think that. Edmondson and Clark should both be on the bench. Um, Edmondson definitely, I think he he's probably yeah he, in this team at the moment would be our third choice striker. Um, Clark, I'm not 100 percent sure about if he would or not. I'd like to see him on the bench. You know, I think he he probably deserves to be in that squad at the moment. Um, but I'm not entirely sure if he will make it. Yeah. It's just occurred to me when I was thinking about what his bench should be. I was thinking about young centre backs. I think Halme went away with Finland's under twenty ones, didn't he? And I didn't look up if they did if he played or anything. Yeah, I I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So I think we we spoke about it last time that he you know, played what was it, six minutes or something for the under twenty threes and got a call up. Yeah, I've but I I've forgotten to look him up, so you know. It, hopefully he did well. But you so then if if we've got what we think is the team will be what will it be on bench? Probably Blackman. Blackman, Shocknessy. Shocknessy. Shackleton. Yeah, Shackleton. He's a pretty decent shout for that because he covers a couple of bases. Probably Dallas, Clark, Edmondson. I think it would be Lewis Baker would probably be on there. Oh, and Baker. Yeah, that's number seven, isn't it? That's, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're too far off outside of that. I can't see. Unless there's someone we are. Yeah, we'll listen back to this and there'll be someone who plays every week that we forgot. I just, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I'm going to 
I think I'm going to start on a blog post and just do like two or three episodes at a time and just call it things we got wrong. Because I'm, I'm listening back, some of the stuff, some of the predictions, we outside of the, the season-long predictions, some of the things we say, you just listen back and go, well, that was wrong. Yeah, that was very, very wrong. <laughs> um, I can't actually remember, but I think I said Notts County were going to go up and they're now like bottom at league and they've hired Harry Kewell as manager. <laughs> Yeah. So I kind of want to lose 20 points on that one. <laughs> yeah, I do, genuinely. If I lose the 20 points there, actually, I'll be delighted because it means that they've gone down. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take that. Yeah. I don't... It's, it's a hell of a debut, that, to lose 5-1 and get sent to the stands as a manager. Yeah. Honestly, it'd be interesting to see if, he's, if he lasts the season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that we've, uh, we've about filled an hour now, I reckon. So there we are, yeah. Yeah, that'll do us for episode thirty of the podcast. We'll we should be back and around about this time next week. Give or take a day. Uh we're at Mighty White's Pod on Twitter, at MightyWhitespodcast.com. Uh the stuff we write goes up on through it all together, which is at THRU, it's all L U F C. Uh, if you could leave reviews on iTunes and stuff like that, it would be very helpful. But also just like you know, tweet out a link to the podcast or something because uh, as numbers are going up but just fairly steadily uh, and we appreciate the help that we've been given with it because it really has made a difference but uh, thanks so much for listening I've been Jack see you and I've been Casey have a good one uh, cool in a bit bye